Good morning, and to those of you who can't wake up on time, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 8 of Genesis Gems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this week is... Uh, Rob, Landon, and Josh. All right. Nick, we're, we're sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had to... You gotta poke fun at yourself sometimes, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, poor Nick, uh, he slept in today. Um, whatever, he was trying to blow us off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've already got three Chaos Emeralds and Nick's still sleeping. What's going on? <laughs> I, I know, I know, jeez. <laughs> um, well, today we're going to be talking about a Sonic game, and I think it's the first Sonic game for this podcast. That's pretty cool. But before we do that, we've got some feedback on the last episode where we covered X-Men. And, you know, I think all of us were in agreement that X-Men for the Sega Genesis was not a gem. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, Across the board. Yeah, yeah, which I think is the first time that's happened, you know, at least we're, with a game not being a gem. So uh, let's see what um, some of the feedback was from our listeners about that. And uh, let me pull up my email here. William gave me a hard time. He was saying uh, another podcast and uh, talking about Genesis Gems, and he's like, are you sure it's Genesis Gems? Because the last two episodes, you guys uh, interviewed games that weren't gems. It should be called Genesis Not Gems. <laughs> <laughs> like Genesis Rocks. I was like, dude, don't worry. We're doing a great game next time. you got to listen in. So. <laughs> That's right. Well, all right. Um, our first uh, email that we got was from our good friend uh, John from Nerd Noise Radio, and uh, he's also a member of our uh, Retro Junkies Facebook page. Um, and here's what he had to say about X-Men. Sometime before we got our Genesis in September 1993, but after we got our Super Nintendo in the Christmas 1992, we actually rented a Genesis for a couple of days. Remember when you could do that? At a friend's suggestion, we rented X-Men to go with it. So other than a few minutes at the store kiosk, and other than maybe five minutes at a friend's house briefly, uh, X-Men was our very first experience playing a Sega Genesis, which is about ten years later would go on to become my, my all-time favorite game system. I would remain pro SNES until then. Therefore, the game will always have a very special place in my heart. I also remember being impressed by how large and detailed the characters were, especially Juggernaut and Sabretooth compared to the frame of reference at the time, Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge for the SNES. I was also impressed with the animation. He also was, you know, just kind of explaining how um, the FM chips work and a lot, and the sine waves work in a lot of his, uh, or a lot of the X-Men music, so it's really fascinating. Um, and I'll upload that on our uh, show notes. And here was his final thoughts on X-Men. I'm not sure whether to call it a gem or not, if something could be an essential game without being a gem, then that'd probably be my vote. As the game is limited in some ways, and does have some problems, and it's frustratingly difficult after just a few levels. However, if calling it an essential mandates it a gem status, then I say it's a gem. Maybe half a gem? Or how about this? A very tarnished gem. Yes, that. Tarnished gem. Final answer. <laughs> a cubic circle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so thank you, John, for the email, man. I really appreciate that. Next one is from our friend Julian, Julian Brentlinger, who is the host of a, another retro podcast called the Retro Relapse Podcast. Uh, here's what he had to say. The X-Men game on the Sega Genesis is really fun with the Game Genie, but without having unlimited mutant power, it makes the game extremely difficult. So therefore, I wouldn't classify it as a classic. The arcade game blows it out of the water. Let's see. Uh, and then we also got an audio submission from our good friend Aaron Hickman, who has been... And first of all, I guess, you know, we want to say thank you so much for all the support, uh, Aaron, with between uh, supporting us on um, Turtle Flakes and, uh, you know, the Retro Junkies Facebook page. And I believe he's been posting on your NES podcast page, right, Nick? Yeah, it's great to hear from guys like Aaron. Makes things a lot more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, he sent us an audio submission of his memories playing X-Men for the Sega Genesis. So here it is. 
Hey guys, this is Aaron Hickman, and I remember playing X-Men uh, back when I was about six or seven. Uh, we got it as a Christmas present, I believe, uh, back when it came out. And I just remember having so much fun playing that game. I'd have to fight over uh, playing the Sega Genesis, though, with my brothers. And uh, we, we'd always play that game two-player. And some of the things I remember is that I remember we would get to Mojo's world. And the game was just so hard. I, I mean, I think once you lost a character, that was it. They were dead. But I remember getting to the end of Mojo's world and thinking, Oh, man, we finally beat the game. And then you get this wall of text that says, oh, no, this is all a trick. Now you have to, I think it was you had to reset your system, which is the craziest thing ever, because who's going to reset their system after they've made so much progress? Well, you know, once you actually did said thing, you reset the system, uh, then it would take you to the final level, which was even harder. So, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a nice trick by Sega and a fun game. So that's it for X-Men. So shall we get into Sonic Spinball, gents? Sweet. Spin it up. Yeah. Aye, aye, Spin Captain. it up. <laughs> All right. This is what it's going to feel like. Sonic Spinball. It's coming. So Sonic Spinball is uh, a spin-off of the Sonic franchise, which is a pinball conversion of Sonic. So pun intended, right? Yes. Spin-off? <laughs> uh, Sonic Spinball was released in November 23rd, 1993. It was developed by Poly Games, who did a lot of EA games in the early 90s, and Sega Technical Institute, who also did uh, Kid Chameleon, Comic Zone, and The Ooze. Um, this game is not to be confused with Spinball, which was actually a cool-looking Vectrex pinball game released in 1983. Thought I'd throw that in there for you, Josh. Nice. I'm going to have to find <laughs> that one. I love me some Vectrex. Nice. Um, it was ported to the Game Gear in 1993, uh, the Master System in 1994. Uh, it's on wow. the Wii. It, yeah, it's been 94. on the Wii. 94, wow. Yeah, I know. Later, it's kind of different the way they did that. And I actually, I looked at some screenshots for the Master System. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I'm going to try it out. Um, it was ported on the Wii in 2007, and it's been on Windows and iPhone since 2010. And I think it's also in the uh, Sonic Ultimate Collection that was on uh, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 as well. So that's pretty cool. And just in the general timeline, this game came out um, after the first two Sonic the Hedgehog games, but before Sonic 3 came out in 1994, I believe. Sonic 3 was in 1994. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, Sonic and Knuckles came after that. So this is before Sonic Three, uh, this this uh, spinoff. And the story of the game is that the evil Doctor Robotnik has a new plan to take over the world. He has built a new weapon, the Ve Vejo Fortress. I, I don't. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> it forces kids to eat Brussels sprouts and vegetables. Oh, terrifying! <laughs> uh, on Mount Mobius, and with it, he is transforming all the creatures into robots. Sonic must sneak into the fortress and try to stop the evil Dr. Robotnik. So uh, this game did really pretty well um, as far as the reviews went back in the early 90s. Powerplay Magazine gave it an 80 out of 100 in December of 1993. Electronic Games Monthly gave it a 7 out of 10 in 1993. GamePro gave it an 87 out of 100 in uh, 
November of 1993, and Sega Force gave it a 72 out of 100 in January of 1994. So, we are going to figure out whether or not it holds up to this day. So, before we get into the gameplay, guys, do you guys have any memories playing this game? Like, Landon, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, actually I do. I remember, you know, right around when it came out in 93... Our little local video store had just gotten it in, and they were putting it on the shelf. And I'm like, "Hey, what's this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's the new Sonic the Hedgehog game." Uh, I think it's Pinball. The guy didn't really that was running the store didn't really know. He said, "But you know, if you want to check it out, I've got it back here." So I went and paid my money and took it home and played it, and I was absolutely blown away because you know I was used to the Sonic, you know, the the action adventure game, you know, with the platforming and the right. jumping and the super fast blast processing and all that. <laughs> and then to have it go into a pinball game was just something kind of really refreshing and new, and I really enjoyed that. So you weren't disappointed in any way? I wasn't disappointed at all, you know. I was I was like, hmm, this is different, but it's a good kind of different. Like Landon, uh, I played this way back when it first came out, when uh, we had our Sega Genesis, and uh, I was really impressed too. Uh, generally, I wasn't really that interested in pinball, but I did really like Sonic, and I think uh, the people across the street had it, and so we were playing it at their house, and I really liked it, and uh, we did eventually end up picking it up ourselves, and uh, yeah, I just spent hours on this game. I think I probably p played this game uh, almost as much as I did uh, Sonic 2, which really says a lot for uh, wow. for it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't play this one until a little later. Uh, I think I played it on one of the compilations you mentioned. But um, mm. I'm always a little weary about video pinball games. I like them, but they're, you know, to, to me, I would just rather go play real pinball. But this one just kind of had a, a, a different feel to it. You had an objective, not just a high score. And um, mm. I really, really enjoyed the casino level in Sonic 2. So this kind of was like, hey, you like the casino oh, yeah. level in Sonic 2? Here's a whole game of it. So, <laughs> And I, I really thought that was cool. I, I like the little areas and stuff where you can you know, walk instead of just being in a pinball. But uh, as far as I, I didn't play this, like I said, I didn't play it a lot as a, in, in, as a child. But um, as I got older, like a teenager and stuff, I found it on some compilations and, and, and I had fun with it. So that, my memories aren't too, too deep, but um, I, I did play this before. Nice, nice. To be honest, I had never played this game until this week. Ever. I'd always heard about it. As a matter of fact, I'd still have memories associated with the game. Uh, I, I was in a little league for a couple years of baseball, and I remember I was in the dugout. They didn't play me, for, or I didn't get to play much. I don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah. Bench warmer. I feel your pain, yeah. big guy. Riding the pine. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty much, you know, I kind of would hang out with this, uh, this guy in the dugout pretty much the entire game. I remember him actually talking about uh, how awesome his new game was, uh, Sonic Spinball. And, you know, I, of course, as a kid, I just wanted to fit in. I was like, yeah, I got that game, too. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know, I, I didn't have it, and I always wanted it. And I think I remember actually seeing commercials for it, but I just never had it. I never had that opportunity. I didn't have – I had Sonic 1. I had Sonic 2. I never had 3. I had Sonic Knuckles, and that was it for the for the Genesis. So um, didn't never even played Sonic CD, and I hear that's one of the best in the series as well. So, uh, so yeah. This was a completely new experience for me, and uh, I got to admit, it was a pretty good one. So, Nick, would you like to talk about kind of the gameplay a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Good man. <laughs> um, well, it's Sonic Spinball. It's a pinball game. But the cool thing about this game is, like I mentioned before, um, it's not just your typical get your high score as fast as you can, you know, stay alive as long as you can pinball game. It's, it's got some cool objectives, like, a, you know, the first level you have to uh, collect the three Chaos, is it Chaos Emeralds. Mm -hmm. And um, and then at the end you fight a cool version of Doctor Robotnik, which I thought was cool. And I, yeah. I I really liked how it incorporated. You, you do have a high score, but I love how it incorporated kind of like a like an objective. It kind of made a, the spin on pinball 
um, a little bit better for for me because I'm not the biggest uh, video pinball fan. And um, you know, as, as you go throughout the stage, you, um, you you hit certain parts of the stage and it unlocks another part, kind of like we did in Crew Ball. But uh, this was mm -hmm. cool because I would like to see like a like a high level view of these of uh, these pinball boards. I bet they're like you know huge <laughs> huge horizontally and vertically. So I, I I just I thought the level design was real cool. But uh, anyways, um, so like you know your your typical you have your pinball flippers. Um, I think A is the left one, B is the right one, and the C does both. And I gotta ask you guys a question. Did you just sit there and thump on C like I did when the ball would come? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. As a kid, I used to just spam the C button. I've gotten a little bit better about it. I'll use A and B sometimes. <laughs> well, I always like the games where like left was your was your flipper and like maybe C was your was your right flipper because it just felt right. But A and B didn't quite work too well for me, so I just hit C every time Sonic would come down. Well, see, I was used to the crewball mechanics, you know. Yeah, because yeah. he's a pro at crewball, guys. Yeah, he would always bust up on Craig. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, so, yeah, I mean, in, in in essence, this is a pinball game, but being able to unlock new areas and and actually walking to to some ob objectives in some areas kind of put a real unique spin on this game. I keep using spin, pun intended. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean it, it was real cool. I only made it to the second level, guys. So you know, I, I apologize. But there there is a there is a boss there on the first level. I believe it was like a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Robotnik Scorpion. Well, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying um, about the the fact that you can actually walk around and everything. Now, let me ask you this. I guess a lot of pinball purists and stuff. I mean, I guess if you're playing a video pinball, that's going to be a different experience no matter what. But did that kind of bother you, the fact that it some in some ways it wasn't quite like pinball? You know, there were some platforming elements to the game? No, not at all. I actually thought it was kind of refreshing for a video pinball to kind of have that, you know, the kind of adventure element to it. Yeah, that, that's exactly how I felt. I agree, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, and you could actually, while you're bouncing Sonic around, if you point in a direction you want to go, he kind of goes that way. So you have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got a lot more control over it, and I think it's a really good transition for someone who's never played pinball before, because mm -hmm. it there's a couple of things that, like, and normally, if you just walk up to a pinball machine, like I did when I was a kid, you'd say, why is this here? You could fit two more video games here. And that's something Scott always said on uh, Retro Gaming Roundup, and I always felt the same way, because I never really understood pinball. Uh, but this is a good transition because it highlights a couple of things that in pinball you really can control the ball if you're good at it. Obviously you can't move the ball directly in regular pinball, but if you use the flippers right, you can. And um, and then also that there's a story that this game shows. And uh, it's just, it's really neat. So being able to walk around in the levels and just uh, bosses and stuff like Nick was saying, it kind of it shows that it's more than just getting a high score like Nick was saying, that there's a story to be told, there's objectives, and that you do have control over it. It's not just mashing buttons and hope that you don't die. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. And you would think, okay, well, if you can actually direct the way, you know, you're falling and, and bouncing across everything. And it's not, it's, it's not like, you know, if you barely tap left, you're going to fly left or anything like that. It's not that touchy. But you can kind of, almost like you're tilting the pinball machine, you can kind of, you know, move, slide over to the left or right or something like that with the D-pad. But I, I felt like this game was still challenging in spite of that. If anything, I thought this game was very challenging. I, I think that was a nice blend, you know. It, it added a lot of new elements, like you were saying, Josh and, and Nick and Landon. Um, it adds a lot of new elements to classic pinball, which I think, you know, a lot of purists might have problems with, but I think it's great. In my opinion, if you're playing a video pinball game, I don't want it to be an exactly like a pinball board. I, I would want maybe some pinball elements, but also some things that pinball machines might not necessarily be able to do, you know? I thought that was really refreshing. And, and like Josh was saying, I love that you could direct Sonic as he was coming down. 
Um, right. And gosh, my directional pad was probably about to break off the controller because when he'd be coming down, like I missed to the middle, and I was freaking out that he's on past my flippers. I'd be, I mean, jamming that left or right button as hard as I could to, to try getting him back. So I, I, I love that. You could kind of, especially when you're trying to get to a certain area of the, of the stage, it was real, real handy. I mean, it, it wasn't like too easy to do, but like if you if you flipped him up to like the left hand corner of the of the yeah, the pinball stage, whatever you want to call it. It, it was just kind of easy to got a little better to guide him up to where he needed to go. So I thought that was a really cool feature of the game. Yeah, that's kind of a gameplay mechanic we sort of missed. Um, you know, generally in pinball, if it goes down the middle, it drains and you lose your ball and you die. But in a lot of these stages, there's like a platform or a barrel or something that you can kind of direct Sonic into, like Nick was saying. And right. uh, it's it makes it a little bit easier and a little bit more accessible and kind of it kind of leads you, leads you to believe, uh, and it's true in this game, that you have more control over the player, and it's it's kind of funny, in the very first stage, uh, between the flippers, there's a little platform that Sonic can stand on, and uh, if you stand <laughs> on it long enough, Nessie comes out of the water, this this huge, uh, <laughs> this huge like, uh, sea monster, and it'll try to eat you, and you could just kind of jump out of the way, but that, you know, that, uh, that platform, like, if you're coming even in an angle, because it's the first stage, Sonic kind of grabs the edge, and he swings up, so it's a really, it's really easy to get into the game, and uh, mm. it kind of helps you along so that you're not just draining and dying all the time. And uh, if you stand on the platform too long uh, it, and it tries to eat you, he kind of gets wedged on its teeth. And uh, and it says push buttons, and then Sonic can kind of jump out. It's really cool. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Nessie would be in the in the second one, too, the second stage. But it's just hot Yeah, lava. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of like Nick there. I, I only made it past the second stage. Uh, but uh, Or I, I only made it to the second stage. I didn't even beat it. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of little, like, subtle things that I really like about this game. Like, one, I love, I was actually, um, I didn't pause the game. I just had it still going and stuff uh, while Sonic was about to walk to, I guess, the pinball thing. And I, and when I came back into the room, um, Sonic's, like, laying there on the ground, you know, uh, you know resting on his elbow, just kind of looking annoyed at the TV screen, like, tapping his foot. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, does that, he does that on some of the other Sonic games, too, right? If you just don't move yeah, it for yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> me, too. Me, too. I think that's pretty funny. And then um, I like how uh, the top of the screen, you know, if you're not moving fast enough or, or something, it'll say, yo, move it. <laughs> and and then it'll, it'll um, also tell you, you know, what objectives you need to do because it, it would be kind of easy to get lost in this game because it – the boards are so big uh, and expansive. So I thought that was cool that it actually tells you what it is you need to do. You know, let's talk about the level design. What, what do y'all think of the level design? Like, like Landon, we'll start with you. Oh, goodness. The level design on this is awesome. Like y'all said, the boards are huge. You know, I, first time I played it, I was shocked. It's like you have an upper left-hand board, upper right-hand board, the center where you start, and then the boss board after you complete the first three. So I really like that. The... Uh, some of the, the things to, to trigger, I guess, they're kind of hard to get to, and I like that. You have to be accurate with your, your flipper use, and that's when the D-pad really comes in handy. Like, for instance, on the first level, or the first table, I guess, where you're in the mine carts and you have to pull the, the switches to switch their track to go get the emeralds. Mm-hmm. I really liked that because it was kind of challenging because if you try it you know two or three times it starts sending out the the chickens the the clucky alert as it says <laughs> and they like just kind of fly back and forth between where you need to be and you know make it that much harder because once you hit one of those guys i mean they just like shoot you straight down like you've been shot out of a cannon straight down so the level design on this is awesome and like like josh was saying i really love the fact that you can like go in a barrel if you're going straight down or get on the platform and use nessie to shoot up 
you know, back into the play field. That's really cool. And yeah, you mentioned the mine. Oh, I love that uh-huh. part. That's neat. That's fun. Yeah, and then uh, I, I remember the the mine uh, card or whatever uh, would take you you know around and everything, and you'd get these rings. What did, what exactly did the rings do? Because they didn't contribute to the high score or anything. At least I don't think they did. Unless unless that was the bonus at the end of the stage. I think you got like a ring bonus at the end, depending on how many rings you got. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that because that was one of my gripes. Because I'm like getting all these rings and my score wasn't going up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless unless maybe that's an extra ball, you know, for every hundred rings you get or something. Oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could work. You know, th- there are four main levels, and all four of them are pretty varied, which which is great. You know, and, and you would think, okay, four levels, that's it. You, you know, you would think this is a short game, and not really, because the levels, like Landon said, they're so expansive. There are you know five different parts to each one, and probably about a dozen things to unlock before you finally get to the boss. And bottom line is, you have to get these emeralds, and I think it's each emerald. Uh, chaos emerald you get i think each level's got to be what three or four emeralds you have to get or you have mm-hmm. to find so it takes some time yeah it's almost like you have four worlds and each board yeah. is a different stage in that world and you had sometimes you have to revisit a stage within that world so it, it works out it like uh, rob mm-hmm. was saying it's really not a short game it may sound like it but because there's so many boards for each world uh and they're so varied it, it does feel like a like a fully you know a full-length game what about the music, guys? What do y'all think of that? I loved it. I mean, it was it had a sonic feel to it, which is good because sonic music's great. And of course, with with the Sega Genesis sound system, I mean, it's it, it, it did a good job. And, and I'll go back to, you know, the, the the Genesis can either be like the best sound system or the most annoying one. <laughs> and this this one definitely had some great music. I I, I love the first stages music. Even the intro music was good. So it it's something I want to go back and really listen to again because it's not one of those things that was real rememberable rememberable to me because I, I didn't play it a lot as a kid. But I really enjoyed the music on this. I'm like Nick. It's you know the Genesis can either be hit or miss with a lot of people on sound, and this is definitely a hit. The the uh, did you all watch the little cut scene at the first of it too? That's the oh love yeah, it. that that's was the, awesome. That's the first thing I think of when I think of this game, and that like the the music it plays leading up to where they're on the plane, leading up and getting ready to go to the mountain. That's like the first thing I think of when I think of this game. <laughs> yeah, and I also like how Doctor Robotics like shooting uh, like snot at. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Adam, <laughs> it's like it's like this green thing coming right from his nose. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's cold and flu season, guys. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the the music's really, really. It's it's kind of atmospheric. As a matter of fact, the composers are Barry Blum. I, he did Jurassic Park uh, for the Genesis, and Brian Coburn he did Doom, and Howard Drossen he did Sonic and Knuckles and Comic Zone. The music in this game's kind of it's it's kind of different from you know some of the other Sonic games. It's more like um, atmospheric. It's robotic, I guess. It kind of has like a tech kind of robotic feel to it. And I really like the, the first level, uh, the Toxic Caves uh, song. It's mm-hmm. kind of got like a neat swing kind of jazz feel to it. And the bass line is rocking. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of layers to the music here. So I, I say the music was really good. I have to agree. Uh, the music was rocking. Uh, even like in when you die um, and it's showing you the high scores, it almost seems like a, a guitar with distortion. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, it... It, it has Sonic elements, so you know you're playing a Sonic game, uh, but at the same time, it's really tailored to each uh, each stage uh, that you're in. And uh, it, it wasn't annoying at all. I enjoyed it. I actually downloaded the soundtrack and put it on my phone, and uh, sometimes I listen to it while I'm uh, writing code at work. Uh, there's right. actually uh, someone did a, an 8-bit conversion for Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Spinball. Uh, it's called, uh, his name is Dan OCT1, and it's basically what if uh, Sonic music was done on an NES. And uh, it's a really huh. cool take on it, yeah. But it's it's great both ways. Uh, great original soundtrack. I loved it. 
Oh, what did y'all think of the mini games? I thought that was cool. I love those. I love the little attention to detail too. Like I know the after the first boss, you know, you kind of have Sonic playing a pinball game, and you can see his hands move, you know, corresponding to the flippers when you hit him on that. Yeah, that was and his awesome. eyes kind of oh, follow yeah. the ball the whole time that it's moving. It's just it's little things like that that I like. Like it was, I saw that last night, and I'm like, wow, that's some really good attention to detail right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, what's kind of cool is in the mini games, you actually, um, you know, you'll have it looks just like a traditional pinball board and stuff, and you'll have, you know, say Doctor Robotnik or some kind of obstacle, you know, kind of blocking the path of your your ball and everything. But beyond that obstacle are like say these pods that you have to crack open with the with the ball itself or with Sonic himself, whatever. And inside those like uh, uh, b- barriers or whatever you want to call them are actually characters from the cartoon, which I thought was pretty cool. You know the the original Sonic cartoon. Uh, the the boss design I thought was really cool too. Like I liked um, uh, Doctor Robotnik, the Scorpion, the first boss, and then the second stage. It's like this. I think it's like three or four creepy Robotnik heads that attack you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third, um, the third one, I wasn't really sure what that was. It looked like Doctor Robotnik in a fish tank or something, but that couldn't have been right. And then the fourth one is um, Doctor Robotnik. Uh, I think he's in his uh, ship. Um, like uh, he's in the cockpit of a ship, and you actually have to try to get him before he escapes. So uh, the boss designs were very good. Uh, stage design was very good. Uh, music was very good. So let me ask you all this. Are there any gripes that you have with this game? Not really. I mean, as a younger person playing this, my biggest gripe was the just kind of how Sonic kind of floats when he jumps and everything. But now that I look back on it, you know, that's, that's kind of how he jumps in the games. He just kind of jumps and kind of floats up a little bit and then goes down and you know, for a pinball game, especially when you're jumping from the the save platforms back up onto the board, you have to have that to be able to, to clear the flippers to get back in. So overall, I'd probably say I really don't have many cons about this game. Sometimes, I guess the levels can be a little too long. I remember playing the first level for an hour and played it for about an hour and ten minutes last night and only had like one emerald to show for it. Oh. <laughs> but that would probably be my only complaint is that sometimes the, the accuracy demands on the ball are a little too much. Yeah, I'm kind of there with Landon. There's really nothing to heavily to gripe about, but if someone told me you had to say something bad about this game, it'd probably just be kind of the... I don't know, like the button recognition when you're trying to jump. Um, I know when I got stuck, like what Josh was saying, if you go down uh, between the flippers and land on that platform, sometimes I'd hit the jump button and it wouldn't react real well. But, I mean, that's a real small gripe in the scale of this awesome game. That's really all I have. <laughs> I'd have to agree. There's not really a lot that, that I would gripe about other than um, sometimes it resets your score when you die and other times it doesn't. I think it's if the boss room is open or not. I'm not sure. The barrel in the second board, the slime barrel that you can land in, uh, not land in, but land in. <laughs> <laughs> it starts moving without notice, so you kind of count on that being there, and then you die. Oh, so yeah, I kind of thought that was once. a little unfair, but um, but other than that, I mean, uh, I don't really have any other other gripes. Um, the game, you know, I have died quite uh, quite a few times, but uh, one of the best things about the game is that it's even though I guess you could say it, it is repetitive, it doesn't feel like it. You just always have that one more mm-hmm. go appeal, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Really, there wasn't hardly anything that I could find that I really didn't like. Um, the only thing I could think of that, you know, and it ran, uh, Landon already mentioned it, is you know that the ball sometimes, or Sonic, I guess himself, you know, sometimes a little bit too slow. But you can actually adjust that in the options. You can make it a little bit faster. But still, you know, it seems like there's not a lot of weight behind Sonic and stuff when he's hitting things. And 
Uh, but th that is such a minor gripe. I don't even think it really matters. But yeah, so I guess it's time for high scores, guys. So, Landon, we will start with you. What was your high score for Sonic Spinball? Let me pull it up here. I took a picture of it last night. Let's see. Two billion. Uh, 16,393,500. <laughs> very nice, very nice. How about you, Nick? Well, it looks like 20,215,000. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. what a hose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what about you, Josh? Oh, uh, let me see. I think it was seven million. About nice, man. Nice. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't get as far as I normally do. Uh, I usually get past the first stage, but I I didn't even make it to the boss this morning. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, I got nineteen million nine hundred twenty-one thousand. Oh, so. you guys buried me. No way, no way, Nick. <laughs> Nick, I guess you get the uh, chili dog uh, for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know, chili dog's better than a trophy, so I accept. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> chili dog. Do you, do you guys call it chili dogs where you live? I'm sorry, <laughs> this has nothing to do. with <laughs> What is there another name for him? Well, no, where Honeys? I'm from, we, we we call it a hot dog with sauce. And, and the no sauce. No way, yeah, really? Yeah, and, and when you go south, you say, "I want a hot dog with sauce." Or like, "What kind of sauce? Ketchup? Like, no, <laughs> it's sauce? It's like it's like chili with no beans." Like, no, oh, I, a, a chili I, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I had to throw that. I, in I there. never knew that. I, I never think, knew uh, that. I think yeah, down here we call them all the way. It's like, give me a hot dog all the way. All the way. That's cool. Oh yeah, what and, is that like the works? And the further north you go, they just eat hot dogs plain. So. Yeah, we yeah. call them hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we call them we call them conies here in Michigan. Conies. Yeah, there's a ton of Coney Island places. Like literally, almost like every street you go on, there's a Coney Island place that has hot dogs. It's crazy. Yeah. Huh. yeah. If, you, if you come in my area, we have a lot of places called Skyline Chili. And, oh, those uh, are good. Yeah, they they make the hot dogs with the with the sauce on top and then throw a ton of cheese. It's really good. But they have uh, they put like uh, brown sugar and stuff in them, so they're like really sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so a lot of people from Michigan are like, oh, I don't like that stuff, but I like both. Yeah. So you know, we we got a lot of stands in our area that have hot dog with sauce, as I call it, and it's it's literally just like the best chili in the world with no beans. So good. Nice. So, we could do a hot dog podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hot dog junkies. If you're a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Hot dog podcast. <laughs> Yeah, hello, welcome to the Hot Dog Podcast. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I think what we get, if you get all the way here, it's hot dog with the beanless chili, slaw and cheese on it. Yeah. Really, you had the slaw on the chili? Yeah, it it, wow. it sounds nasty, but it's really good. Yeah, we have it probably a, works. Probably we works. have a real famous place down the road that uh, uh, Guy Freddy actually went to in diners, dives, and drive-ins. It's called Hillbilly Hot Dogs. It's <laughs> so good, yeah. It's just like, we, we called it that. Yeah, when we put uh, slaw and uh, and chili on it uh, at church, we were we were we had a hillbilly hot dog stand, and we'd sell them like that. Yeah, the yeah. chili and slaw. Yeah. Wow, how about yeah. that? <laughs> this is great. Oh, hot dog, I'd be so delicious. I'd smother myself in mustard. <laughs> I might have hot dogs for lunch. That sounds good. That's a, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, all right, guys. That was great. Uh, you did like a, right, a, so a, now, a mini episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, the big question, guys, is Sonic Spinball for the Sega Genesis a gem? So, Landon, we will start with you, my man. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I will I think this game is what Crewball should have been. <laughs> really? Because oh, <laughs> nice. I was going to ask this, you know, compared to Crewball, what are your feelings compared to Sonic Spinball oh. to Crewball? Well, Sonic Spinball think... could have used a little more Craig, but... Yeah. <laughs> I think it blows Crewball out of the water. Uh, it is definitely a gem. Uh, whenever I take a handheld Sega anywhere, this is one of the games I bring with me. So it's it's not only is it a gem, but uh, if I had you know five or ten games that I could play on my Genesis, it would definitely be in there. So one of my uh, probably one of my top ten ga Sega games of all time, and it definitely blows uh, Crewball out of the water <laughs> to me because 
you know, we talked about with video pinball, you kind of expect uh, some extra elements, which, you know, Crewball does have so many games and some things, but I just feel like uh, Sonic Spinball, they execute the license a lot better. You know, it's definitely a Sonic game. You've got Robotnik, you've got Sonic, even Tails. With Crewball, you've got Craig, and that's about it. Um, you don't really have like a ton of Motley Crue stuff. You got some songs, but you know, like we were talking about, the license just kind of, kind of got slapped on later. And mm-hmm. um, for me, I play Sonic Spinball. I die, and it's got that one more go appeal. And the levels are so varied. You know, every world is so much different than the previous one. Even the artwork and the music. And with Crewball, I kind of felt like uh, a lot of it was recycled. There was, it wasn't as much uh, original content. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm a fan of the uh, the ABC flippers instead of the uh, directional pad. Yeah, it's easier than one, two, three. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, take you off, go, little man. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Nick? Yeah, it's a gym. Um, like, like I said in the Crewball episode, I'm not really a huge fan of, of video pinball. I'd rather play the real thing. But with the way this was unique, uh, especially versus Crewball, I'm... You know, so, sorry, Rob, but I'm definitely blowing Crewball out of the water with Sonic Spinball. <laughs> but uh, th- definitely a gem. I, I can play. Th- I'm going to play this again, which is cool. I-, I love the challenge on each on each stage. I love that, that you have to get to a certain area to to collect things and not just make a high score. So definitely a gem in my book. Nice, nice. You know what? Um, you know, playing this for the first time, you know, and and not having that nostalgia and that attachment that probably would have influenced my opinion before. Um, I still have to say it's a gem. Uh, this is a fantastic game. I love, and, and Josh, you know, you hit the nail on the head, and you too, Nick. It combines so many elements than just pinball. Um, I don't know. It just, it just seems, it feels like a Sonic game, and it, yet it also feels like a pinball game. Yeah, and the music's good, and the level design's good. It's just, it, this game blew me away how uh, great it is. The, the funny thing is, I read a whole bunch of reviews first and stuff. You know, I was, when I was doing my research for uh, this podcast and everything, and a lot of people throw off on this game, say that it's you know nothing but you know a cheap spinoff. So I kind of went in there thinking it's not going to be that good, and I was blown away. I, I loved this game, and I will definitely go back and play it again. And I think it's a game that kind of offers challenge. It's definitely a hard game, uh, but it's it's not impossible. Um, uh, and I definitely want to keep going back and playing it some more. So, yeah, it's a gem for sure. And uh, as far as comparing it to Crewball, uh, I love Crewball's music. I love the look of Crewball. But I got to, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. I got to agree with you guys. <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, I, I do think it is the better game. I mean, there's, there's, it just offers more. You know, when you go to a new board or a new level, it feels like it. You know, where, where Crewball, kind of like you said, Josh, it just kind of rehashes a lot of the same stuff. And, you know, it just changes some of the colors a little bit. Plus, you so, could do you could do Sonic's Turbo Spin in this too, right? Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and there's a lot more that this game offers um, players than Crewball does. So yeah, I I gotta go with you. You know, if if I had to pick between the two, um, nostalgia aside and just gameplay, yeah, I gotta go with Sonic Spinball for sure. So so there you have it, folks. Four <laughs> gems for Sonic Spinball. For anyone who does want to check out this game, if you don't have a Sega Genesis or the original cartridge, uh, as Rob mentioned before. Uh, earlier in the show, you can get it on uh, Steam for about five bucks, or iOS, uh, as well as uh, Xbox 360, and I don't think it's on PS3, but uh, there's a lot of different platforms that this game has been re-released on, because it is so great, so we encourage you mm-hmm. to check it out. The iOS version is only 99 cents, and it's not that bad. Um, of course, you get the big buttons in the middle of the screen, sometimes your thumbs get in the way, but uh, it's sometimes hard to play retro games on a, on a 
iPhone or iPod, but this one was actually not too bad. I actually made it to the second level with no problem on the iPhone. So, yeah, check that out. 99 cents, that's chump change, you know? Oh, you're just, you're just <laughs> rubbing it in, man. I didn't even get to the second, second one of my Game Gear yet. <laughs> I, I meant no harm, Josh. <laughs> He's a hoser. Have no excuse not to play this game, folks. Widely available. And, and also, if, if you want to get the loose card on eBay, I'm sure it's not much. I'm sure you could probably get a copy of it for at least under 10 bucks. So, to, if you've not played this game, you owe it to yourself to give it a try. Alright guys, well here is a sound clip for the next game we're going to be covering, so if you guys figure it out, uh, send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com, and we will give you a shout out on the next show. So, here it is! Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Episode 8 of Genesis Gym Podcast. We covered Sonic Spinball, and we all agree that it's a gym. So if you'd like to follow us anywhere on the internet, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgympodcast. You can send any questions you have to our email at genesisgympodcast at gmail.com. And please go and join our forums where we discuss the Genesis and many other retro topics at www.theretrojunkies.com. Nailed it. I just kind of took it over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's awesome. fine. <laughs> It's that radio station uh, announcer, really. <laughs> also, uh, GenesisGemsPodcast.com will take you to our Facebook page. Is that right? Yep. Oh, did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the man. <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that web designer is pretty awesome at that page. He's a good old boy. <laughs> He's a good old boy. <laughs> He's a good old boy. <laughs> good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I think I'm going to go get some uh, hot dog with sauce. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, here's hoping you all have a good day and good gaming. And enjoy those chili dogs, dudes. Yeah. yeah. Get them all the way. Chili you southerners need chili dogs. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you prefer one with sauce. Yeah. I, I do. Seriously, I've never heard of All right, so are we really going to torture Nick and let him do the intro? <laughs> I deserve it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are evil. I like that. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. Well, today we're going to be covering one of our um, one of our game. Uh, now I can't talk. <laughs> okay, that's all, folks. Yeah. our clip here. <laughs> Thank you, Landon. Left hand out. Left hand out. Take it all about. Uh, that'd be great with that. If, if we all ever get together again, we'll have to go get some hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I agree. And then if, if we get them down to North Carolina and ask for sauce, everyone's going to laugh at me. What kind of sauce? <laughs> what kind of sauce you want? <laughs> <laughs>